This is a stand-up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We got a girl that's just got out of a six-year relationship, a condom jacket, and height. Check it out. Enjoy. Share it with friends. Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side, San York Labs, where every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Here's the best way for you to tell a friend about this podcast, because it is user-generated. That's right. We take emails from you. We answer those emails. You come around, you listen. It's all the J Train runs on your fumes it runs on you the listener um that's what gets me going every morning is hearing that you guys are enjoying and that the numbers keep getting bigger and better so how do you spread the word take a screenshot take a screenshot post it as your instagram stories tag me i'll send you a heart i'll send you an eggplant i'll send you a bunch of things screenshot Share it with friends. Tell a friend. Tell a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. We'll take them all in. Listen, people, because it keeps growing. It's unbelievable. We were in Chicago last week. Sold out shows. Are you kidding me? Ooh-wee. It felt good. I got to say, oh, it was like I was out in a field and I unbuttoned my pants and you snuck up behind me and you snuck up behind me with one of those huge feathers, a big goose feather. You found a goose, you went and caught a goose, and we're out in the field. The wind is burr. Burr. You're like, how could you take off your pants, J-Train? I like the cold. And I take down my pants, and you come over, storm brewing. And I get on all fours, like a cow. And you take that goose feather and you just go up and down. The seam of my nuts, you get to the anus, you're like, oh, too close? Maybe it's not close enough. Down the nuts to the base of the shaft. That's what it feels like when you DM me and let me know you're listening or tweet me or Snapchat me. I'm JTrain56 on Twitter and Snapchat, at Jared Freed on Instagram. Uh, and I am loving Instagram. If you if you don't find me there, you're you, you you best fucking readjust your life. I'm putting shit out there. Very excited about today's guest. Excited because I want to learn about the world that she is entering. I think this is an interesting new world. This is what's going on. I'm very excited. We go way back. A good friend of mine. Antoinette Cataldi, thank you for coming on. Oh, J Train, thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. Such a pleasure. Uh, always a pleasure with you. And we met because you work at the Comedy Cellar. Yes. And you're great to work with, and it's so much fun seeing. And you told me you and your girlfriend are starting like this YouTube series. Yes. And I didn't know about 
explain to the listener what is going on on YouTube with these series. Like, there's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a ton. There's a ton of people. Like, the I think one of the most famous uh, YouTubers out there is a family called the Ace Family. Okay. Uh, I watch them. You know, we tune into all their videos, my girlfriend and I. Uh, but the thing that got us was watching 17-year-olds off this YouTube putting up their prank videos sure. or helping the homeless or whatever videos they use to, like, you know, get their fame on YouTube. They're buying Lamborghinis. They're really? living in mansions. You well, know the I mean? famous one is the guy that just retired from it. Uh, uh, you know, what's his name? I, you know what the funny thing is? went and saw the death out in the Japanese woods. What's his name, Shelby? Do you know? He's the guy... Leave your thing, Logan Paul. Logan oh, Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah, Log- Logan Paul, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's the guy that people like, you know, the, the, he's the infamous guy. Yes. And he's making billions of dollars just being a personality on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And like, in comedy, we kind of hear of these other outlets, and you're like, what's that? What comes out of it? Because like, you be, you become like, you got like... Uh, like blinders, blinders on, on. Yeah. you don't realize that like wow there's this whole nother world mm-hmm. so you watch the ace family and that's who you took interest in yeah there's a couple there's like a few makeup artists kylie carly bible okay watch her. and then there's this liza chick who is phenomenal if people haven't checked her out on youtube go check her out liza is amazing okay um and they pretty much they get like their own platform to just do what they want and it's interesting because shelby you got something to say I have uh, bad news about Logan Paul, though. What happened? He ended his daily vlogs. This is what I... No, that's what I'm talking about. He's, like, kind of retired from it. It seems like it's a pop-off point for other things. Because I... You know, I don't know if it Mm -hmm. stays on YouTube or not. I'm I'm just not... I don't know this world, so I always am, like, you know, looking at... You know, people... Every time a new app or new thing comes out, comics are the first to, like, say, well, I'm too old for that shit. People get in there, like, and I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, with Instagram, like... If you, you know, there are people that four years ago would be like, oh, fuck that Insta face. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, bitch. Now it's happening on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a fun place. Um, but we've had Jimmy Tatro was on this podcast. He was a, he was a big YouTube guy mm-hmm. and now he's in movies. Yeah. Like he's like in, you know, great. And he was an American uh, vandal. He's the lead character in that, in that show on Netflix. He, and he's been on this show. It's and how it, Justin Bieber got found. YouTube. YouTube. So you were a fan. And Liza, what does she do? Liza's crazy. Uh, mm. it, it's all different things. Like, you know, uh, the most recent video she posted, I believe, was, um, you know, she has, like, no eyebrows. They're, like, very thin. Okay. So it was the first time, you know, she was in a try and she went to the store, bought all this stuff to make her eyebrows look better and pretty much did a tutorial on that. Yeah, trying on eyebrows. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I mean, these things, they get hits on hits on hits. But she has a personality. Like, if you watch her, like, she's so energetic. She's so animated. Like, she literally just makes you laugh the entire time. But some of these followings, you're just like, I can't believe they exist. Like, I don't know one person (laughs) who's sitting at home watching who's a fan of a YouTube show. And then you go to this, and it's four million views. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I, I, what, how many subscribers does she have to her channel? 6.1 million. It's, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the Ace Family is 7.3 million. <coughs> this something is like insane. That. Yeah, it's, it's so, a pretty much a new platform. So now you and your girlfriend are gonna are starting this, and you were telling me you're starting this new series, and mm-hmm. I was like, let's talk about it on the show. Yeah. Let's get people into it, and it's called, and it's um, youtube.com slash Aunt and Mariah. Mm-hmm. That's YouTube.com slash Aunt and Mariah. And what do you guys usually do on the on, on the show? 
So like, and like how you, consistently are you putting these out? So like you said, like we're new to this, you know. Sure. So we're learning uh, the way YouTube works and how to post videos or mm. vlogs or whatever you're trying to do, and it's it's really difficult. Uh, we didn't realize what we were getting ourselves into. What do, what's the difficulties? Um, one coming up with fresh ideas, something sure. that's trending, something that people are gonna want to watch. And yeah, like for this girl, Lisa or Liza, uh, trying on eyebrows. She's people know her already. Yeah. So she can be like, you know, it's kind of like with this show, like the feathering the nuts thing. Yeah. You know, we have feather hats now that you can buy on merch table. Mm -hmm. And I listen, if you want to get a feather hat, I put it on Instagram. You can swipe up and get that and get the link for her. Like that's an inside joke that can turn into a hat because we have this listenership Mm -hmm. for her. People probably know her for eyebrows. They you know what? I recently came upon her. I don't I think people mainly it's her her personality. Yeah. Like if you watch one of the videos, like she's so extra. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think people like that. And I I mean, I get shocked. I'm always wondering like, how do these people have, you know, in like 12 hours, 4 million views on the video? What are they doing? But then you research about them and you realize that they've been doing this for a very long time. Years and years and years. And and then that's the thing about this podcast. I say every Tuesday and Friday, like I consistency, you got to be out on the day, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people that are trying to start their own thing. That's always my, and they ask me for advice and it's like, what do I know? I don't have, I have, you know, you know, people listen to this and I'm happy of that, but it's not like there's billions of people. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to find more of listeners. That's why I tell people to share it. But at the same time, I'm like, listen, no, let people know like where you're going to be on what day at what time. And that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Like that guy, Logan Paul daily vlogs. That's yeah. not, that's a job. You got to edit yes. it. That's a fucking, uh, that's not yes. easy. Yes. And the editing is probably like for us because the videos are, you know, usually between 10 and 15 minutes. You know, you understand that. Sure. It takes time cutting, editing, making Absolutely. sure everything adds up right. So that's, a, it is a job, you know, and working at the comedy cellar, like it makes it rough. And, you know, my girlfriend sure. works. So when we're not as consistent as we want to be mm-hmm. because we have something else going up. But some of these people quit their jobs to make YouTube their income their and thing. they've succeeded at it. Yeah. And completely. I think like, you know, getting schedules together, it's two of you. Mm-hmm. You gotta have the camera out. What are we gonna do this week? What are we gonna talk about? What yeah. days do you come out? Uh, we try to come out on Sundays and okay. like in throughout the middle of the week, like a Wednesday. Try mm-hmm. to hit them like with the end of the weekend, you know, people are home. Sure. They did Sunday fun day. Now they're chilling. They're on their YouTube watching all the new videos that they put up. But we try to just put up every week, mm-hmm. not really putting a time constraint on it because of how like busy our schedules are. But we mm-hmm. try to put out a video a week. YouTube.com slash Ant and Mariah, A-N-T-A-N-D-M-A-R-I-H. Go Follow, subscribe, get into what they're doing. You're at the ground floor, rookie cards. I always say, you get the J train rookie cards. (laughs) You get to find people before they become huge and awesome and famous. And and what you're doing is great. I mean, and you two, I've seen you two together. You're fun to watch just in general around. Thank you. And it's like, you know, it's it's a fun watch and get into it. YouTube.com slash Aunt Mariah. We're going to do some emails. You ready? Let's do it. I think you're going to have great perspective for these listeners. I, I hope so. I, I want to give some people advice. Yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Brokenhearted, now what? Oof. Hey, Train. Feather, feather, highest level of praise. Love your podcast and your Insta game. Ooh. Feathered as fuck. Need your help. I recently got out of a six-year relationship. What's the longest relationship you've ever been in? Five years. Five years? Yeah. How did that end? Yeah, it was bad. It was like, I got cheated on. Terrible way. Really? Yeah, well, like a, and it was like a family friend that they cheated on me with. Like my Come family on. friend. It's pretty brutal. How did you find out? 
I caught them. In personally. the act? Uh, not in the, so much of the act of doing it, but yeah, they were kissing. So I was like, whoa. And in, his, in front of you? It, I mean, I walked into his parents' house where he lived. And okay. they were like, oh, Anthony's in his bedroom. And I went into his bedroom and there was my ex-girlfriend laying there kissing him. But my girlfriend at the time. So it was your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Making out with a guy. Yeah. Now, I don't know. How does that? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> that is. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's out of fucking SVU shit. Yeah. So did did she is she not a lesbian anymore? You know, or what? It's so it, it, it the game is hard. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there there are definitely some girls that like to have a good time in like a weird way, but aren't serious about it. And it's hard to weave throughout those girls. That's gonna be so difficult. That it you're, is because because you could be with someone that they're like their fun is your life. Exactly. Yeah. And it happens a lot. It happens, especially like in the lesbian community, especially when lesbians tend to go for women who are bisexual or more on the straight side, but sure. they kind of lead you into it. Uh, yeah, it happens a lot. That's so interesting. I don't know. We've had lesbians on the show, but I don't think we've ever gotten into this topic because it is interesting that you're dealing with like, you know, it's their spring break. Yeah, exactly. And like, you're a good looking woman and like you. you're you're with, you know, I'm sure you're getting with a certain type of woman. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes like like... Is the lipstick lesbian thing still a thing? It's, you know what? I'm starting to think that it's not. I think it's just something that they make up because most of these girls that are like beautiful, wearing heels and putting the makeup on and mm. being that extra, like they're normally, they go with guys. They go and, both ways. Yeah, and most of the time, like that's where they end up. And it's interesting in this like era of like, there's no judgment. Of like, course not. But there's no judgment, of course not. But then at the same time, like someone who would do that and lead you on to think that like we could be in a relationship. There should be judgment for that person, no matter what specifics they're into. But what can you? What, what can I do? You know Nothing. what I mean? Exactly. So even if I judge them, or yeah. I feel a certain way. It's still like, uh, for example, like uh, a girl I dated. I dated her for like three years. Sure. Um, her family was cool with it, um, but today she's married. Uh, she's pregnant with a baby. She's married to a guy, but I dated her for like two and a half years. And do you think that, like, does he know about that? Does I he... always wonder. It's, it's always really? like, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, do these people know that their girlfriends, like, were with a woman for like, like most of my relationships were a very long time, like five yeah. years, two years, three years. Like right now, me and Mariah have been together for two years. Mm -hmm. So they're always a lengthy time. Like, sure. do these guys know? And if they did know, like, and it's also like the double standard. If that was a guy that was with a guy for two and a half years, would the woman be as okay as maybe the guy is? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, but it's like, definitely, definitely a double standard, especially with like the gay male and the lesbian woman. Sure. So many double standards. That's so interesting. Okay. So, I mean, that's got to, so you see her with a guy and then you go, it's, what the fuck? And then it ended? They, they usually try to, well, with the, the fir my first girlfriend, like my first real girlfriend, mm. um, that, yeah, it just kind of like ended. You know, I, I was actually living in Miami, so I came home. Okay. Back to New York and away from all you that. You were like, let me get away from this. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, I haven't had something like that happen, but like with uh, a previous ex of mine, like no, we just broke ways and then she went and went to a guy. Went to a guy. That happens. I, yeah. So this girl's out of a six-year relationship. We lived together for two years. It was obviously a tough situation. We broke up due to my job relocation. He cannot leave his job. And we both wanted to be near our families. We met in college, live extremely far from each other. Okay? So six years, lived together for two years. Obviously tough. Broke up due to my job relocation. He can't leave his job. Both wanted to be near families. Okay. I've struggled to move on. And I've tried to do the typical stuff. Focus on yourself. Go out with friends, etc. I'm struggling with it all and wanted to get your insight on how to start feeling better again. It has been about six months. So I know this will take a lot 
but as a 25-year-old with a great job moving back to be with her family, friends I grew up with. Any help is appreciated. Do you have any advice for her? I mean, you moved away from a situation in Miami. Yep. You came home. That You don't just, just because you leave a place only means you leave the place well, you forget mentally. forget about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like she said, I think she said she's, it's been six months. Sure. Uh, that was around the time where I started to feel better, you know, especially I also think that it goes into the time of year, especially being in New York. Oh, absolutely. Like if it's winter time and you're going through it, like, <clears throat> you know what I mean? You're going to be upset. There's not much to do. It's a depressing time of year here in New York. Listen, it's cold. right now it's getting warmer. And and a lot of people are starting to realize they weren't that lonely. They were just cold. Exactly. You know, they didn't <laughs> want that boyfriend or girlfriend. They just want to get out of the fucking misery of being alone in an apartment. Exactly. Yeah, the weather does mean something. The, the to weather it. definitely has something to do with it. So, like you know, like whatever it was. Oh, it's a springtime, so time to be single, or the summertime, yeah. time to be single, and then enjoy. And then uh, cuffing season comes around real quick. Yeah, but I, I can't tell this girl how to feel because yeah. like no one can tell you how to feel. It's gonna take whatever amount of time it takes. Let me give a little perspective. Uh, you moved away and he went home. A lot of the times we feel the worst about relationships that seemingly ended because of circumstance your situation like it's almost a blessing you know going back to the situation that you brought up where you walked in on them kissing yeah that's almost a blessing there's yeah. no there's no gray to that you fucking made out with someone else it's over it, i leave done yeah it's gonna hurt that's not to say you didn't go through pain you didn't go through anguish all that stuff but you couldn't look back and go well, what if the job? What if the job didn't take me here? We'd still be together. Yeah. And here's the here's the honest truth, baby girl. Writing in, that's not the case. He saw an out. You saw an out. The relationship wasn't as good as maybe you thought it was. Because if it was, people compromise. People move. People change. People change. People move away from families to be with their significant other. There's a lot of people that live in different states than they grew up in. It's not because the job was that great. It's because they were like, this is my happiness. Mm -hmm. So I think if you look at back through a different lens as this ended, the relationship ran its course. Not, well, I guess the job gods <laughs> made this thing end. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you know, like, let's be real with ourselves. Yeah. I think that's like part of it is being a little more real with yourself and not being like, well, you know, job happened and... If you fucking thought this had the legs, you would have said to the job, uh-uh. And if he thought the job, you know, both ways. You mm -hmm. both would have figured it out. Will way. There's a will, there's a way. So think of it that way. The other thing is you need to unsubscribe from everything. You got to stop looking over the hedges and seeing what's better or what's worse or what they're doing or what you're doing. Get off of that boat. Also, it's going to take time. Six months isn't enough to just shake yourself and your feelings from a guy you've been with for six years and live together. So you're just getting used to being alone. A lot of this is this person getting used to forming their own life mm -hmm. and how uncomfortable that is. Life's uncomfortable, baby. Yeah, especially just not, you know, being okay with you being alone. Totally. Or by yourself or creating your own happiness. And that's what and, you have to do. Is and that's what that's becoming an adult. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of the, you know, a lot of these people that move in together, they move in together as a crutch. Yeah. You know, you got half your life is taken care of. I used to always tell people, I go to these weddings, my friends would be like, You forgot the cummerbund? I'd be like, Yeah, you have a fucking assistant. <laughs> you do you didn't forget things because you have an extra brain helping you out, looking out for you. So this girl, a lot of this is just 
fitting into new clothes of your life. And then also take a look back and realize, yeah, it wasn't the perfect relationship. You left it, he left it for a reason that wasn't just the job. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Antoinette Cataldi. Antoinette Cataldi. Go check out the series. YouTube.com slash Aunt Mariah. Do it. They're doing pranks, videos, vlogs. We're sponsored people. Woo! I love this sponsor because I have their stuff. Brooklinen. Brooklinen, 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 Brooklinen. I love the bedding. It is so, nothing feels better. And I tell this last girl, get some Brooklinens. It's like a new boyfriend. <laughs> nothing feels better than getting to a, a freshly made bed with new sheets that were just put in the wash, put in the, in the, in the, the, the fucking dryer. <laughs> It's fucking great. It feels good. You spend a third of your life in your sheets. They make a difference with how you sleep. Start getting better sleep with the best sheets. I have them. Ooh, I'm sleeping, baby. I'm feeling good. I was just away for Chicago for a week. I, I You know what the first thing I did? Got right back into that fucking bed. Uh. Touched myself, then fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklinen.com. Founded in April 2014 by a husband and wife team. Uh, Vicky and Rich. I don't fucking need to know their names. I just need to know their sheets are good. Yeah. It could be Hitler and Mrs. Hitler. But are they good sheets? Yeah, they are. Are they? (laughs) (laughs) They're fucking great sheets. Their philosophy, the most beautiful, comfortable home essentials, no crazy prices. So basically what they did is they cut out the middleman. They cut out the stores. So you pay less for hotel quality sheets. They're the winner of best online bedding category by Good good Housekeeping. That's a fucking legit award. This is luxury bedding underpriced. You have to try these sheets today. My Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've slept on. Here's the other great part. They send it with a little t- thing of detergent. Ooh. And it's like fancy detergent. It's detergent you would never buy. Do you know what I mean? Do they even have it on those like shelves? They the probably store? do, but you'd like be like, 50 bucks, fuck these people. <laughs> yeah. So they give you a little tester kit, and that's really the king of sleeps, is when you get that initial box, you throw it in the wash with the detergent they give you, and... Because very often we put our sheets in with like the pants and the socks or whatever. No, it's getting the king's wash. It's own. That first wash is going to be the best one. And that's why you guys got to get it. Brooklinen.com is an exclusive offer for my listeners. $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code JTRAIN. 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 That's promo code JTRAIN at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident. They offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all their sheets and comforters. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code JTRAIN at Brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code JTRAIN, Brooklinen. These are the best sheets ever. I gotta go out and try them. Go. They're good. I'm not even... I don't just say... I, listen, I'm not only a customer. I'm a hawker. <laughs> but I, I'm a customer. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Ant and Mariah. Go check them out. Funny, funny, funny. Get involved. Hoping your Jewish wisdom can pull my head out of my ass. Hey, J Train. Just started recently listening to your podcast. Been going through the library, getting my fill of your wisdom and hilarity the entire way through it. It really makes my commute to and from work better. Hope you feel the featheriest of feathers stroke across your nuts. Anyways. Oh, I do. I'm pretty fresh to the dating game. I took four years off from relationships after I broke off an engagement in my early 20s. This is a fucking saucy one. I like this. (laughs) 
Right off the bat, stakes are high. He's a new contestant for The Bachelor. I love it. Yeah, what if that was the case? <laughs> Broke off and engaged my early 20s. Played the field as douchey as that sounds for that length of time. No, it's fine. Four years of playing the field. Go for it. I was very comfortable with the way things were going. So I finally decided to meet a girl that I matched with on Bumble. Her and I chatted for about two weeks on the app before we finally decided to meet up for drinks at a brewery. It was a good first date. We actually found out that she works with a few of my oldest friends from high school, and there was common ground, so it was a super easy conversation. And, of course, doesn't help that she's an 888. So we have a rating system here on the podcast. Okay. Face, body, personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the area code method. <laughs> 888, that's a find. Girls or guys can use it. After that, we hit it off. Things have been going great. We have, however, been through one major relationship speed bump already, and that's a, that's a long story. She's a CPA, and for the first two months of the year, she worked around 80 hours a week. This uh, was the first two months of our relationship. The only times we hung out involved me driving over to her place or makeout sessions for makeout sessions and catching up after she left work around 11 p.m. After a busy season was over, it was back to a normal relationship, but we, started, but we still see a lot of each other. See each other a lot, almost too much. We had to set boundaries so we wouldn't get sick of each other. Told you it was a long story. <laughs> Thanks for adding in that long story. <laughs> anyway, since then we've been normal but haven't been dating that long going on five months. We were getting to that point in the relationship where we were learning more and more about each other's personalities and wants and needs. I come from a large family who are all very close, and I have always wanted my marriage relationships to be a team. She comes from a very separated home. Her life growing up taught her to be very independent to the point that sh where she is even reluctant to accept help from anyone else. Independence is very attractive in a woman, but every guy likes to feel like they're wanted or needed, right? Is it too early in the relationship to bring up the fact that maybe we want two different types of relationships, and should I just quit being a pussy and let it ride for a while, or should I just bring this up and talk it out anyways until next time my jewish friend what do we think oh uh, it's you know it's so funny because me and my girlfriend kind of go through stuff like this sure. because um you know she's here in new york her family's all the way in california and like i have a big loud all in your face yeah. you know family and we're very I've met close. a lot of your family they're great yeah you've met them you know we're, we're very tight you sure. know we, just a very tight-knit family and i think for her they're just more spread out like her brother was away in the army and mm -hmm. you know her sister kind of does her own thing and she does her own thing so i mean it, it's rough it's definitely rough i you know do you feel like it's hurt your connection or you're teaching her she's teaching you i think it's both because it it definitely hurts at times the connection between us because I'm not used to something like that, and yeah. neither is she. So it's like we both kind of don't understand how to be supportive for one another. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I understand where he's coming from. I understand where he's coming from, and I think you have to separate two things. There's two different types of independent people. There's the independent person who's doing their own thing, there's doing their own thing and like going on with their life, and then they care about you when they see you, and they include you on the things they're being independent on. And then there's a the person that's just ignoring you yeah. and blaming their ignorance of you on, well, I'm an independent person. I don't need to do that. So, you know, like, are they using it as a crutch for their shittiness or are they really in independent? And, and these are things, I think what what happens with labels, where they're like, what people do with their labels is they blame the label and then they don't get into the, the actual issues. Yeah. For this guy... I need some more specifics. Like he says, it's great, that, but I need to show that I can take care of her. You need to bring this up. I don't think that this is like the divider. Like it's oh, it, opposites attract. She's independent. She comes from a family. Where she, maybe you're showing her how great it can be to have moments in her life that she never got. 
You know, it can go both ways. And she can also show you that like, hey, you don't need to fucking call your mom every time you leave the fucking house. (laughs) You know, like there's like a, you know, there's a middle that you guys can share with each other. But what I would encourage you to do on any of these subjects, don't go to someone and be like, I am mad at you for being independent. Because that, that, that is their resume item. That's the thing they're going to go, well, then you don't like me. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. I don't like that you're a mama's boy. Keep sucking on the tit. You know, like they're <laughs> going to like look at it both ways. So I, my advice to this guy is take the moments that you feel you're being ignored and not useful to this person in a relationship. The mo- and, and, and fucking target it down. And go to her with that moment. And let her know how you felt in that moment. So it's like, hey, if she's just going on with her weekend and doesn't include you in plans, and you're sitting at home twiddling your thumbs being like, how come I'm not hanging with my girlfriend? That's a moment where you go, okay, here's the moment where I feel unneeded. Yeah. Here's the moment where her version of independence doesn't fit with my version of a relationship. And then you go to her with the case. Because then there's there's people that are willing to change and see your side. If she can't see her side, then then this is relationship can't happen. Yeah. Like if she can come to you and go, wow, I didn't even think of that. I'm sorry. I guess I hard charged with my weekend. Didn't think of you. And be like, yeah, well, I was just sitting at home fucking with my thumb up my ass. Fucking, t- you know, what, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were going to hang out. I thought we had this free time. So my, my thing with this, I don't think it's like over, but I also don't think you shouldn't say anything. And just like when he's like, oh, should I just let it ride for a while? No, fuck no. No, you're going to sit there and, and it's going to hold it inside and resent even yeah. more. Every time it happens, it's going to make you more and more mad. Totally. But I'm saying my advice to you is don't go up to her and go, you're too independent for me. <laughs> it's like, no, no one's going to take that well. Yeah. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. I like this next question. How to not be so fucking crazy in a new relationship? Who? Oh. <laughs> First, I want to talk about a sponsor. Oh, I love my MeUndies. They sent me a couple. They got crazy looks. They also have those more classic looks. But MeUndies is great and they're comfortable. Here's the thing about underwear. It affects your whole tight pants, tight underwear will make you hate yourself the rest of the day. (laughs) If they don't feel good on your body, you're not going to feel good about your body. That's just the reality. I've put on underwear before where I'm like, literally, they don't fit right. And I'm in a bad mood the whole day. And you think, oh, that's a weird thing, J-Train, to like relate. No. How you feel is how you present yourself. And these MeUndies, whew, it's like a full day ball feathering. They use lensing micromodal in their underwear. It's sustainably resourced, sourced natural soft fiber that starts with beechwood trees. Okay, none of you care about this, but they're fucking amazing. They feel, I'm wearing them right now. And also they have different designs. Girls do a pre, guys too. If you take off, if you're getting hot and heavy in the bedroom, take them off. What the fuck is that? Why do you got fucking pizza on your underwear? I'm wearing some now too. What do you got on? They're like uh, some snowflake ones. Snowflake ones. They're older. I knew you were a liberal. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but then you take them off and they go, what? What's with those under? You know, it's a fun conversation. It actually shows you're willing to be vulnerable when you have like fun underwear on. It's not like, you know, the the stupid hearts on the boxers. They're like... No, it's st- really well... What are the ones I... I have like a pineapple on mine today. They're sleek. Sleek. I like that. And they're... 
you take off your pants in front of a man or a woman and there's like personality in your underwear, they know that you are automatically a confident person. I agree. You're someone that, oh, whoa, you don't care that you, I, I, you got the pizza underwear on tonight? No, I fucking don't. Get ready to see this hog. MeUndies has an exclusive <laughs> offer for my listeners for any first-time purchasers. When you purchase any MeUndies, you get 20% off and free shipping. MeUndies is so sure you're going to love their underwear. They offer 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love your first pair, you get a full refund. There's This is a no-brainer. 20% off a pair of the most comfortable undies you'll ever put on. To get 20% off your first pair, free shipping, 100% guaranteed, uh, MeUndies.com slash JTrain, MeUndies.com slash JTrain, MeUndies.com slash JTrain. That's MeUndies.com slash JTrain. We got some emails. You ready? Let's go. YouTube.com slash Ant and Mariah. Go check it out. Go subscribe. Hey, JTrain. Feather Feather, big fan of the podcast. Find you through the UAP podcast since I've been through the JTrain. Feather Feather, looking to get some advice on some on a recent relationship. I have found myself in. I've been dating this guy for two months. I've not seriously dated anyone in close to five years and have mentally struggled with uh, quite a bit in this new relationship. So she's in two months. She's struggling. Backstory. I'm 25, 889. He's 25, or I'm 26, 889. He's 25, 978. Okay. We technically met out of front of a bar. Brief interaction. I recognized him from a match on Tinder, so I DM'd him that next day, blah, 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 to get to the point. I consider myself pretty chill. Level-headed person. I've dated some real pieces of trash in the past. That did not treat me the best, but I always put up with it because I never really felt that I had a future with these guys and was okay with just a casual whatever relationship. Also, coming from parents with multiple divorces, dad three times, mom twice, I feel like I that has caused some damage on how I view relationships as an adult. In January, I lost a close friend and put a lot of things uh, in my life into perspective. I'm sorry. I realized I was getting closer and was looking for more than just fuckboys in my life. So I cut the roster of guys and spent a couple of months to focus on what I was looking for. New Bay is great and respectful. We spend lots of time together. Haven't picked up on any red flags. However, I find myself acting like an insecure lunatic at times. A part of me thinks it's self-sabotaging because of previous relationships and trust issues and I'm looking for reasons to get mad at him. There hasn't really been any issues other than a couple small white lies he told when we first met, but fessed up, told me he was my age when we met, but he's actually a year younger than me. Not that big a deal. And I noticed on this phone the other day that he had a screenshot of some photos of a girl on his phone, which I freaked out about. He said it was his brother's friend, and he was just sending him to it for whatever reason. Again, nothing to really get mad about, but I made it to something more. He was calling me his girlfriend after one month of dating and even told me how much he loves hanging out with me, which obviously freaked me out. Um, I'm wondering what I can do to not be so fucking nuts moving forward. How do I trust someone I've been burned so badly in the past? Should I trust my gut when I feel like something's off or is my head playing games with me? I guess I want to know. How do you know when someone is being legit? What do you think? There's a lot here. Yeah. She's got she's got some problems. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Why definitely. is that? You know, I... We have to be able to let go of our past at some point, mm-hmm. you know, like I get it, you know, parents, not good, but at some point you got to man up and just become the person that you are. Yeah. And I think stop being so worried about everybody else. Yeah. There is a sense of blaming yeah. the th- everything else, but the idea, what we do, the reason we do that, I think personally, is if she gets dumped, it's not her fault. It's 
she acted weird with the guys in the past. They were bad people. You know, like, and not to say it's your fault when a breakup happens. It's just not right. the right match. Yeah. It's, just, it's so much less personal than I don't want to date you. It's I don't think this is the right combination. Mm. And she's self-protecting. She has that she, wall built up. She's building a wall, not because she's afraid from all the past, the relations of the past. She's got it wrong. She's building the wall because she doesn't want someone to go. She doesn't want someone trying her at the ice cream stand and then going, eh, not in the mood for vanilla. <laughs> yeah. That hurt. If vanilla was alive, it would hurt for vanilla to hear. But that's the only way you find real people that you can really have relationships with is by putting yourself out there to get hurt. So to her, when she cleaned out the, you know, the fuckboy roster, that was her saying, making herself vulnerable. So that's why now she's going crazy. That's why she's getting so uh, unsecure because she's like, well, if this guy leaves me, I got nowhere else to find love. And she's right and she's wrong. Yes, there's nowhere else in the immediate future to find someone to like lean into, but those people that you were leaning into weren't great anyways. I think this girl needs to figure out how she has fun on her own. Yeah. Because right now it feels like she's basing her whole uh, idea of having a fun weekend on, is this guy still into me? I think that's like the big thing. I think you need to plan f- stuff with friends. I think you need to have moments where you guys are at the same party at different sides of the room and you don't care where they are, but you know you're going to go home together at the end of the night. Of course. That's a relationship. A relationship isn't holding onto their arm and being like, don't talk to anybody, don't touch anybody, don't talk to anybody. A relationship is, yeah, I'll see them when I see them. Or I think it's always that fun time when you're at like a place like that and you know, you're know you at a party and your significant other boyfriend, girlfriend is across the room and like you're yeah. in your own conversation. You kind of give that movie glance over and you sure. see them and you smile. Like it's fun to just do your own thing at times. Yeah. And I think she has to be more comfortable with doing her own thing. And I think uh, being in the relationship while at the same time being away from it. And that's hard to do. That takes confidence. That takes learning. That takes like getting used to like the dynamics of you two. But I would suggest her like do a night where you're like, I'm going out with my girls, but let's hang out at the end of the night. Yeah. That is one of those things where it's like, yeah, I can do, start splitting your life off a little bit. And then maybe he comes to you with your friends. I think that's the evolution of this relationship. You, okay, you've met. He seems to like you. But the, you need to start breaking down your life and having your life as well as the Venn diagram of your two lives. You have to have the things that mix, the things that don't. And also understand that, yeah, it might not fucking work out. And if it doesn't, you're going to be fine because you're you and you'll find someone new. Just on to the next. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I like this question. Jacket loaded with condoms. Damn. Hey, Jtrain. Feather, feather, straight to it. Mid-20s, doing the dating app thing in the city. Met a guy on Hinge. He schedules the first date at a wine bar, cancels the first date, saying he's not feeling well, asks for a reschedule the following week. We go on date, drink wine, talk, end up at my place for the night, have coffee in the morning. They fuck. That's what I'm wondering. He texts me later in the day that after the first date, uh, after the first date, and asked for a second date, asked me to go to a comedy cellar, and says he will get tickets. Uh oh, where's this gonna go? 
I say yes. He buys the tickets. We hand, uh, we go on the date the following weekend. After the show, we go and get more drinks and chat. We then walk to the train. He offered me his jacket. I took it. We both got on the same train. We decided to go our separate ways. For the evening, as I leave at 7 a.m. the next morning, I offered him his jacket back, but he declined, saying he will get it for me the next time. I don't like that. Right? Yeah, take your jacket. Take your fucking jacket back. <laughs> That's like some weird shitty son in a movie. Yeah, too suave, too planned. Side note, the jacket was Ralph Lauren and still had tags on it, which we joked about at the beginning of the date that he forgot to take them off. Well, did he take them off? Returned. <laughs> when I got home, I noticed there was a box in the pocket of his jacket, and one of them was those mini five-pack boxes of condom that you get in the corner store. They're three-packs, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> or a six. I don't know. I've only seen the three. I thought it was funny, but good. Always about the condom. The next day, he handed, again initiated the texting, asked me out on a third date. He asked if I was free Friday. I said, yes, that was that. During both of our dates, he did not pull out his phone once. Talked about how he doesn't like to, uh, to be on it, which I found odd for today's world. I find it odd to say that. Yeah, it's like you're proving a point. Yeah, like why don't you just not take out your phone? You don't have to be anti-phone guy. I don't like a lot of what's going on. A lot of these seem like tricks is what I'm saying. He just seems full of shit. Yeah. Kind of. Um, in between the first and second date, we didn't text at all except to confirm the second date. Second and third date, and second, and she puts in quotes, third date, I texted him once. We joked about the condoms left in the jacket the night before the third date. I texted him to confirm. He says he's not feeling well, asked to reschedule. I said, of course, feel better, no response. The following week, I reach out and send a direct text. Hey, how are you feeling? If you're feeling better around, I'm free on Wednesday and Saturday. Are you, are you free either of those days to grab a drink? No response. It's been a couple days, no response. I get ghosting. I get drifting off from people after a date or so. But in my experience, that has always happened when neither party texts post-date. Or if one does, the convo slowly whittles away and no one answers. The part I'm most confused about is if he didn't want, want another date, why would he let me go home with his brand new jacket? This honestly is what confused me the most. Like, if he doesn't want another date, that's fine. But I found it odd that he initiated all three dates and gave me his jacket. So what's the deal? Really just looking for insight from the male brain on this one. Love the podcast, All the Worlds of Woods. And what do you think? I mean, this is, like she said, from the male brain, I wouldn't be able to... It's bizarre, though. I mean, he just he just seems like, you know, count your blessings, sweetheart. You know, he's... Move it, on. Just bye. It, it only took three dates for you to get him out of your life, so... Let's, let's get one thing straight. It's not his Letterman's jacket. Okay? Yeah. It's not like he gave you his fucking pen. Um, this jacket means nothing to him. There's a lot of guys out there that would... If you propose to me, okay, I like that she's hung on the jacket because it's interesting to me. If you, if I fucked, if I had sex with a girl, and then the next day I was like, ah, I don't want to really be with this girl. She's texting me. We go to a show. We hang out again. She goes home with my jacket, and then it's like, okay, hundred and fifty bucks. Would you pay a hundred and fifty dollars? For a new jacket to not see this person again and get deeper into a relationship with someone that you don't want to be in a relationship with, I'd be like, here you fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I agree. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, I, yeah. if I'm put at a thought between, because like, to me, the next day is we're on to something here. Mm -hmm. And that's an egotistical way to look at it. But at the same time, that's what he's thinking from the male brain. He's thinking, if we get together again, now I'm kind of in something and I got to have an ending to it. Am I willing to lose a jacket for that? The yes. answer, yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. yes. So forget about the fucking jacket. The thing that I think happened, I think like, yeah, he every time he cancels, it's him being like, 
do I really want to go out with this person? Uh, I'd rather sleep. I can masturbate and go home. Yeah. And I think that's what he's kind of pulling here. The whole keep the jacket thing and then it has the condoms in it. It kind of to me is like to let you know the type of dude he is. Like he's like out here swinging. Playing the fields. Playing. <laughs> it kind of has that tone to it. But like anytime guys are so simple, don't look for things in the thing too much. Just think of penis and money. Those are the two things <laughs> yeah. you really got to think of. Will this will this cost him? How much will this cost him? And is he willing to sacrifice his penis? And in this case, he's not. Mm-hmm. The 150 bucks for the jacket, he'll give that up to keep his penis for other chicks. Or he texts you again to go on another date and he'll end up wanting to fuck and then he'll never see you again. And he'll get his jacket back. Yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Ant's Renat Cataldi, youtube.com slash Ant and Mariah. Go f- check it out. I think. Let's do this one. Bumble expire or unmatch? Jared, so I sometimes get drunk and power swipe Bumble, but who doesn't? What's power swipe? Is that like when you just like, when you swipe right? Needless to say, there are matches the next day. Yeah, I guess he's just swiping like crazy. Yeah. Uh, there are matches the next day or even a few days later that make me think, oof, yikes, oh no. All right, yeah, we all have been, I guess he's matching with some people he wasn't attracted to is what he's trying to say. Okay. So what's the proper etiquette as a dude when it comes to matches on Bumble that I definitely don't want to be with? Is the move to unmatch to let their messages expire or do I care too much about people's feelings? Am I overthinking this? Have such an inflated ego that I think I'm some sort of godly specimen that I don't even, if I don't respond to some chick's bumble message, her week will be ruined. Please let me know if there's a way to not be such a douche here. But if it's too late, please also let me know. What do you think? This guy's a fucking donkey, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He thinks highly of himself, yeah. to say the least. Uh, Just don't want, answer. Uh, oh, I, I, am I a nice person? Like, stop it, bro. Just don't answer. Just don't answer. You don't have to <laughs> unmatch people. Like, there, Well, there's like this thing of like, you do whatever you want to do. That's the thing. Some people are OCD where they're like, I can't have matches in here because I don't want to look at the inbox and see extra matches. Like, I understand that. But like, whatever you do doesn't matter that fucking much. That's my response to that question. You are you, and you're fine. You ain't great. You ain't bad. You're fine. With every move you make, I always believe anytime I'm doing something, as long as I'm acting honestly, that's the best thing I can do. Yeah. So for you, if you look at it and you go, I don't want to, if you can see the match in the morning, you're like, that's not for me, unmatch. Think that person will be fine. If that person messages you before you get a chance to unmatch, why don't you just not answer? I think we have this thing that's going on right now where it's like, I, this thing going on right now where it's like, we think we have to be so honest with people. Like, you can't just be pleasant with people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that people take like the honesty to another because they're not really being honest. They're just being dicks. They just they, maybe they feel some sort of way about it because I don't, I don't think it's like full honesty. Sometimes that gets out there. Yeah, like this guy's gonna be like, "No, listen, you're great, but not great for me." And it's like you don't know these fucking people. Like I think because we're connected online, we think we kind of have a right to. We kind of know these people more than we do. 
So we have like a right to them or some sort. But you have but no do we, right. Do we know? Do we know more than you know? Do we actually know? No, we know fake shit. Exactly. Yeah. We know. We know what they want us to know. Exactly. So then you think you can like comment on shit online and say what you want to say, but really what you say is stupid. You have no right on some. You know, or a lot of times with online dating, a lot of people are like, "Well, we've been talking on the app for a while." And it's like they don't know you shit. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. You had a good conversation. Is my height really such an issue? Dear J Train, longtime female listener here, cue the music show. I've listened to you give some great advice over the past three years, and now I'm in a spot where I need some of my own. This past weekend was my birthday. I was on two day bender with all my friends, uh, party bus and all. I ended up hooking up with a coworker friend who was with us all day and night. We just started working together this past December, but recently he got another job and left the one I'm still at, so technically we don't work together anymore. Good. Right off the bat in December, I thought he was really attractive. Eventually we became friends, and he would flirt uh, if we ever got drinks after work or saw each other out on the weekends, but I could tell I was definitely being friend-zoned. He would always make comments about my height. I'm 5'10", so is he, saying like, saying I like short girls and they need to be able to wear heels with me. Well, that's fucked up already. And don't get me wrong, I prefer guys six foot plus, but I thought he was hot. I wasn't trying to date. Plus, I'm insecure about my height already and he wasn't helping. Yeah, I don't think he was either. People at work would tell us we're cute together and we should hang out, but eventually I was content with just being friends, especially because he was so judgmental and I didn't want to put myself in that position. But now this past weekend, we were both so drunk, flirted all night, even uh, holding hands, even ended up back at his place, clearly hooking, clearly hooking up. What do you mean, clearly hooking up? Yeah, of course, you hooked up. Uh, we woke up the next day, not saying much. I eventually left after calling an Uber to do the walk of shame. Now I know we don't work together anymore, but he texted me twenty minutes after I left, said, "Can we agree to never speak of last night again?" Panic emoji. I don't like this guy. I responded and said, "That's cool." But nothing after that was said. I get it. Yeah, maybe shouldn't have happened because we're club friends. But now I'm feeling weird and insecure because maybe he just didn't want to hook up with me unless because of our friendship. Oh, also, he's been talking to this girl for maybe a month, but told me that day and multiple times before how they aren't exclusive and wants to end it and has really already tried once, but she didn't take it well. Please help me with on how to go about this. When I see him or talk to him next, what do you think his feelings are about this? What do you think? Dead him. You got to dead him. You just got to dead him. He he's like he's a, like abusing you at this point. Can we like never abusing? Sp- well, doing that, especially with their with the the work friends that they have, and then never speak of this. He sounds like he's hiding something else. He sounds yeah. like there's more of like uh, it's more of like an internal thing than just some random girl that he met. Let me tell her a couple of things. I I agree with what you're saying. There's something up here. Yeah, and I have a I have a theory. I feel for her because she seems great. She's in. Your height is your height. You are what you is. I'm sure you're beautiful. I'm sure you're smart. I'm sure, like I can, you know, I can blow smoke all day long about this girl because I'm sure she's great. I say it on this podcast all the time. There are dudes fucking masturbating to feet. You're someone's foot, so you're beautiful to someone out there. There's a butt for every seat. It's everyone's got their, you know, their things and things they want and things that get them going, and. You know, these people have had these innate in them for long periods of time. 
this guy, I have moments of feeling self-conscious and not confident. This guy is a very not confident guy. For him to say that to you, that's his problem, not yours. He took something about you and made it his problem as the excuse for not hooking up and put you in the friend zone. That's fucking bullshit. Like, I don't think it's abusive. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I think it's just me. I think he's taking the most insecure people make the people around them insecure. They want to bring them down to their level. I know insecure people. They'll come up to you and make, you ever walk away from a conversation and be like, oh, I feel worse about myself. Mm-hmm. That's what these people do. They're, they're cancers to your self-confidence. And he, that's what he's doing to you. For him to say, Can, no, don't speak of last night again. This guy has awful confidence issues. And what you should do moving on, move away from him. Don't text back. Don't hook up. Don't, this, you sh- you're better than this guy. Because you went in being like, hey, I think he's hot. Usually I go above six feet, but like whatever. And he didn't do that for you. And then you got drunk. He obviously is attracted to you, but he's so fucking self-conscious and so not confident that he couldn't own the fact that he was attracted to you. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. Does that make sense to you? It does. It does. I just think that like, because like, and now he doesn't want to get out of the relationship with the girl for maybe a month. He's probably more attracted to you than the girl he's with for that he's trying to break up with. Yeah. And he's probably with her because to him, in his fucked up mind, which we're all fucked up, so I'm not like, you know, I'm not trying to like dig him. Yeah. But I'm saying in his mind, he's probably thinking, well, she looks better with me to other people. That's how self-conscious he is. And then he hooked up with you because it came out in an animalistic way where he's like, I need to be hooking up with. So I think what's going through his head, he's attracted to you, but he's so fucking in his head about what other people think that for some reason he doesn't see you two as a couple that looks right together. Wild. It's wild, right? It's wild. But it's true. It is. That's what it is. So do you be an asshole to him? No. I think you just like move on from being around him. I think if he next time you hang out, say what's up. But no, you know you don't have to. You don't owe him anything. If someone asks you if you two hooked up, yeah, we hooked up, but it wasn't a big deal. I wouldn't even. You don't have to fucking protect his secret because he's fucked up. That's bullshit. I agree. Let him go. Let him go. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Listen, Antoinette Cataldi. This has been a lot of fun. Let's do one last voicemail is that cool let's do it voicemail go check out ant's uh youtube series it's great youtube.com slash ant mariah's youtube.com slash ant mariah let's do the voicemails 347-669-8252-347-669-8252 shelby hit it hey td free to call how you doing td free to call uh i'm just calling uh, i guess I'm, my question is so I, I go to school in Boston, and we got Marathon Monday coming up. So this is and from a while ago. Are... Marathon Monday has come and passed. Maybe there's another one next but, year. Yeah, but this is for next year. But I love, we'll answer it. But to those at home, Marathon Monday is like a big holiday in Boston. So when the marathon happens, uh, people day off. It's a only Massachusetts holiday, and everyone gets drunk. Okay. Basically going on a five-day bender starting on Thursday. 
uh, and we're looking for some sort of game or running joke to kind of keep up morale and energy throughout the weekend when, uh, you know, times get tough. So I was just wondering if you had any kind of suggestions or games or something that you could have, that you, we could play throughout the weekend or like, you know, little gags, uh, to kind of, you know, have fun throughout the weekend on top of the madness that we already were. I think I've given having, so. this, this guy's airplane pilot voice is killing me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Uh, uh, that we could be, uh, doing for, uh, what do you think? Any ideas for them to party over the course of a weekend? Group of guys, group of guys. Oof. I don't know. Play some, play some cornhole. Yeah. You know, I don't even play some heads up or oh what's that that new meme meme game that's really fun oh there's a new meme game yeah that's that's pretty fun here's what I do I I like the bingo idea I gave a few weeks back um basically make a bingo board of all antics that you guys can do and make them safe make them fun chug a beer do a shot of you know whatever uh, absinthe or fireball or whatever it is put it on there make out with a chick before five and every time you fucking hit off a bingo thing you cover up the thing until you get bingo and then you can just hear people yell bingo throughout the weekend. That's awesome. That's a good idea, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's cool. And you can do full board bingo. They do that at some places. Yeah, got to yeah. get the full board. And you put different antics on every piece of the chart. And once you've accomplished a task, you put it down and everything has to have a witness. Shelby, you got an idea? No, I'm just saying I've seen them doing that on Snapchat. People have done it on Snapchat? I think they, again, they called in with the voicemail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said it was great. They yeah. loved it. That, I think that's a great idea for any weekend thing yeah. because it keeps it going along the way uh smoke a joint with someone you don't know you know like uh, shit that could be on there that would be fun for you and your group and you got to agree to it that's what i would do and there's Make a bunch of dudes right yeah they can put on the bingo board take a picture in a cop's hat which yeah. you know never happens never happen chicks it'll get up yeah definitely <laughs> answer that thank you so much for coming uh, j train pleasure man such a pleasure go check out the youtube series everybody you gotta go check it out Aunt Mariah, Aunt Mariah, youtube.com slash Aunt Mariah. Shelby, thank you for popping in. Thanks for having me. At Classic Shelb on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. I'm Jared Freed. Every Tuesday and Friday, we are here with your emails, your stories, your questions. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrain56 on Snap. JTrain56 on Twitter. At Jared Freed on Instagram and Facebook. Go check it out. We'll be back next episode. Boom!